to stick as it comes to Marner. He scores! Holy Mackinac! The Wizard has given the Leafs the lead! Welcome back into Leafs Lunch. It's Mike DiStefano and Julia Tasheri. That was Joe Bowen. Not last night, but last week. A call he made. It was the game winner, Mitch Marner, against the Nashville Predators, where he called him the Wizard. And after that game, Julia and I had a little bit of a, a bone to pick with Bonesy after that one. So we're getting him on the show to discuss Joe Bowen, voice of the Maple Leafs. How do you do, sir? I'm good. How are you guys today? We're doing great. Could you hustle this and interview along because I'm catching a plane to Dallas. I'm auditioning. As a- <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep it brief. We'll keep it brief with you, Bonesy. Perfect. I, I, I got a I gotta beef, though. You called, it, you called Mitch the wizard, okay? But it was Willie the wizard who made the outstanding play. Why does Mitch get to Mitch, Mitch the magician and Willie the wizard? Why don't you do the play-by-play then? Aha! <laughs> I knew that was going to be off your rear end and get into the game. I knew that was going to be the answer there. Oh, well, that's fine. Hey, you know what? And and we could certainly call uh, Marner uh, uh, Merlin the magician, I suppose. But um, you know what? It's a spur of the moment type thing. You know, that's the one it is. Well, you know what? Every other call outside of that one has been 10 out of 10. Fantastic! I'll tell you well, that, Bonesy. Gosh, thanks. I'll, <laughs> I'll really try to do better in future. All right. Uh, well, I mean, last night, though, was a pretty solid game. That must have been a, a crazy one to call. Uh, a little bit of everything in that one. It seemed like the crowd was really into it last night, too. I mean, what was the atmosphere like in the building during that uh, comeback win? Well, one of the funny, one a great line Ralphie had last night. He said, if you had come to this game with a new friend who had never, ever seen a hockey game, you spent a lot of time trying to explain what the hell had just happened <laughs> and, and knowing you probably didn't know either. And uh, that was sort of it. And I thought the crowd was rather quiet until things got going a little bit with the physicality mm-hmm. and the bunting incident and, uh, and Matthews getting uh, nailed and whatnot, and that got everybody revved up. And then, of course, uh, uh, the first time that the Leafs have been able to come from behind in the third period to win a game uh, uh, happened last night. So um, it, it, it really was, and it's, I mean, uh, a lot has been mentioned about it, and I saw Don Van Massenhoven, who was the uh, uh, sort of in charge of the officials last night. I said after the game, "Is that you probably have a busy evening?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, pretty sure there was a few instances where he was going, "What the hell just happened here? Yeah. And why is this going on?" So uh, there, there, as said. Uh, uh, what was the, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of confused at, at a few points on the couch, and I can imagine that it was the same for you in the booth. Well, what I, was the most befuddling moment well, as you were trying to call that game one, last the night? One was when the interference penalty first went to, yes. uh, yeah. to, <laughs> to <laughs> the boys across the hall, and then all of a sudden you've got Engvall in the, and then they got the wrong guy. That Engvall should have got the penalty for pushing the stick towards the net. 
that was the that was the, the penalty. But instead, Timothy Lilligren is in the box and he's going, "What the hell did I do?" <laughs> and uh, that was that was uh, a little different. I mean, you put somebody in the box and then you get together and decide, "No, we're taking them out." But guess what? You're going in. And um, that was uh, as confusing as uh, anything that I've seen, uh, certainly this year and maybe in a while. Well, Bonesy, we talked about you know the physicality really being a, a, an uptick for the crowd, but I think an, an uptick you could argue maybe a TSN turning point for the team was the goalie pull. Murray allowed four goals on eight shots last night. I mean, did you see a tangible difference in the way that the team had played after Samsonov came into the game that gave them a, a jolt that kind of allowed them for that to get that comeback win? Well, we. We kind of pontificated a little bit at the end of the period, suggesting that, you know what, it, it may be, it's certainly going to be discussed in the coach's office. Uh, and we were kind of, uh, we would not have been surprised if that goalie move had not had been made, uh, you know, to start the period. But certainly after the fourth goal went in, that was that was pretty much it. Um, I mean, Ilya Samsonov gave them a chance, and he did what he had to do. You can't. You have to stop the bleeding. You can't give up a goal. You got to give them a chance to rally, and and they did that. I mean, it wasn't right immediate. It wasn't like all of a sudden a switch got turned on and everything else. They hadn't played badly up till that point, um, but you know, uh, uh, a less amount of shots. All of a sudden, you're down um, uh, with four goals having been scored. So. It was um, it, he did his job, and and as a backup goaltender for a game, you realize that sometimes when you come into the game, a I got no chance here now because we're down five or six, but down two you do, and so with this offense, I think it was uh, his mindset: just can't give up another one, give them a chance to come back. Yeah, and he did just that. Sheldon Keith was talking about how sometimes pulling the goalie can re-energize the group or, or refocus them, and, and the Leafs didn't allow a shot on net for, I think, 10 minutes while Samsonov was getting settled between the pipes. How do you think that, that refocused the group once Ilya went in? Well, I mean, it, you know, you, you, you like and love your teammates. You appreciate what they go through and what they do. And I think as an individual, when you see one of your teammates being um, – for the lack of better term, embarrassed uh, by having to come out of the game. Uh, you rally around him to say that we're going to get you off the hook. And um, I think that's, that, that was, you know, one of the better things that you're going to see from a group. I mean, Keith could have easily have just said that three or four of you guys need to sit down and you're not playing. And then it becomes a, a kind of a situation on the bench where you're, could you move over a little bit? Because you're not playing. I'm, I need a little more room here. And that isn't exactly what you want done either. But um, the, pulling the goaltender is the easiest ploy to try and get everyone's attention that, as a group, you're not playing the way you should. And uh, Mike Keenan used to do this on a fairly regular basis, almost from shift to shift at times, that uh, you know, Eddie Belfort didn't know whether he was playing or sitting and half the time he was doing it three or four times a night. In conversation with Joe Bowen, voice of the Maple Leafs here on TSN 1050, uh, let's get back into a little discussion about our guy, the wizard, William Nylander. Um, 
Actually, last night was the final night for All-Star voting, and I think he put on a final performance for the ages. Three-point night, got a couple goals. One goes off the head, a little bit of a grungy one, and then a beautiful one to end it in overtime. Um, how impressed were you with uh, the performance of, of the Wizard last night, Joe? I'm, I've been really impressed with his play throughout, and he was in a bit of a drought. And you know, Sometimes the drought ends when the puck goes in off your posterior, uh, last night it ended when it went off your noggin. Um, it wasn't exactly uh, the end-to-end rush that we saw later, but it was certainly uh, uh, you know, a relief to him. And when something like that happens, a lot of times it goes right to your legs and your hands. And then, of course, the next thing we saw, he had a penalty shot that he just missed with a, a great effort that just went over the bar. But having said that, um, I have been really impressed with his work ethic with his, his desire to stick his nose in the dirty areas of the game, uh, the corners of the rink. And I've been very impressed with his um, uh, efforts defensively. Yeah. And um, I think that the, his plus-minus reveals that uh, in spades. And I think he and Matthews have tried to become better two-way players and better players without the puck, and it, it's certainly showing. And uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, the Maple Leafs are a real two-headed monster with two lines that can bury you. If they're both going, you have a real big issue as to where your checking line goes or who your top pair go on because it's it's, uh, um, a situation that Sheldon Keith can just keep rolling them out there if he wants. Yeah, he can play a role all four lines. One of the, the statistics, I guess, that I was looking into yesterday, which I didn't realize, that William Nylander is third in the NHL in takeaways. I think that just speaks to the um, to the elevation in his defensive play, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and Matthews has got to be up in that list, too. Yep. Um, he, uh, just the doggedness um, that if the puck gets turned over, I'm getting it back. And both of them have been very, very good at it all season long. And it's, it's showing in their statistics. And it's showing in things like their plus-minus, um, where Willie was at times a minus player. Um, but now is, uh, you know, one of the better plus-minuses on the team. He's played extraordinarily well. Um, and because he has decided to be a two-way player, he can be trusted more by the coaching staff. And so he's playing sometimes in different situations. And uh, I think that's one of the things. And I'm, I'm not so sure after the experiment with the six or the five forwards and the power play, uh, sometimes I wonder. And, of course, it backfired last night. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see going forward whether Sheldon Keefe wants to keep going with this idea or whether you save it maybe for, you know, the, uh, being down a goal or two and you really need to get back into it. But... Um, that issue with uh, Willie is not there. Yeah, Nylander and Matthews both taken such huge strides defensively over the last couple seasons, and this year specifically. Austin Matthews not quite on the 60-goal pace that we saw him clip at last year, Joe, but since he came back from taking those four days off, he's scored in three games in a row. Are you starting to see him heat up the way that we saw him? Uh, I don't know if I want to compare it to last year even, but maybe getting back to the Austin Matthews of old with that extra pop that he's so patented for? I think one of the things you have to be uh, cognizant of is what a magical season it is when you score that many goals. Yeah. Uh, and and you can look at a lot of the other great players and whatnot, 
and they have spikes that uh, you have that one season. But it's the consistency that follows in and around a season like that. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of rumors about a nagging injury of some sort, whether it's affecting that part of his game or not. But uh, I think the one thing that you have to realize is how magical that season was a year ago because just about everything he shot was going into the net. And now he's having some issues of like every other player in this league, um, you know, missing chances that you thought should go in. But I think that overall, when you consider that he's got 22 goals at, at this point after 43 games, um, you know, that's on pace for at least 40, uh, maybe 45. And you would say, you know, if he hadn't had that 60-goal season last year, you'd say, wow, that's a really good year. And it is. It will be a really good year. And it's, uh, uh, But it's that plus-minus where he's plus 18 at this particular point that really I look at and say, I think he's having a better year this year than he had last year. Wow. That's a pretty good statement there. Guy scored 60, but you like the overall game of yep. what he's producing. And, I mean, here's the thing that I think about Austin Matthews. On it's this, the eye test, not the analytics. That's right, Bonesy. It's the eye yeah. test. But you can yeah. even look at basic statistics like goals. I went back and I looked to see, okay, how many goals did he score from January 18th onward the rest of the season last year? So can we expect maybe something similar? He had 35 goals in the last 40 games last year from today's date through to the rest of the season. So, you know, he really heated up in the latter half of the year. So, I mean, he still could approach that 50-goal mark if he can get going the way that he has these last couple of games. Yep, and and, and he's more than capable of doing that. Um, you know, you need a little lady luck riding a shotgun with you to, uh, you know, have the, the ones that are going off the post go in instead of wide. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you wouldn't put it past him. Uh, you really wouldn't. Um, and I think that the one thing that you have to understand with Austin Matthews is his desire to be the best player that he can be and one of the premier players in this league. And um, barring any kind of uh, health issues, I mean, hey, absolutely. And all of a sudden, you know, you get one of those weeks where you score seven or eight goals because you've gotten a hat trick here and a couple of goals in a couple of other games, and all of a sudden – uh, you leapfrog into that discussion. So I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, I think that their power play has to get better. Uh, that number one unit, I think, doesn't get the puck to the net enough. And if that means Austin's got to shoot it more, then I think that's something that they have to look at. The other thing that can only be measured by the eye test, Bonesy, that we can't uh, pull up any analytics for is kind of the way that this team seems to be building a bit of a culture. Just the way that Austin Matthews was eating those cross checks last night from Cousins and Bunting stepped in, Zach Aston Reese stuck up for Engball at one point. Do you see the group maturing and coming together that way? Well, I I do, and I think one of the things that you have to understand, uh, I think, is that there are certain players on different lines that are sort of responsible for that. And uh, God bless Michael Bunting because he is uh, not not afraid to be involved in that, and he's in enough of it on his own volition without having uh, to uh, stand up. But as soon as he sees you know, our best player is getting manhandled, then someone has to step in and do something, and I'm the guy. And, and right behind him was Mark Giordano. So uh, they understand uh, the importance of what's going on, the ice at the time, and they also understand that 
some responsibility lies within. And, uh, I, I, you know, Zach Aston Reese, I think we're going to see more uh, from uh, Bobby McMahon. Uh, I mean, those are the types of players that are going to certainly step up and, and have something to say about an incident like that. So, um, you know, we're, I think we're in better shape as far as the physicality is concerned than maybe past years. And you can add, obviously, Wayne Simmons to that when he's stressed. But I think that that's an aspect of this team that has to be cultivated as it goes forward and into the postseason. Before we let you go, Bonesy, i got to ask you a question uh, that you told us off top. You're going to audition as the Cowboys kicker. I mean, are, do you prefer kicking from the left or the right hash mark? Because the, 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 it didn't work well for Mahar the no, other no, day from the left. No, put it right down the middle. I'm going to kick like Tom Dempsey, straight on. <laughs> straight on, toe blast on. it. 45 yards. yard field goal anytime. Let's go. Justin Tucker, yep. Joe Bowen, basically the same person. <laughs> basically the same person. Hey, what what's happening with your boy A-Rod, though? I got to know your thoughts uh, on that one. He had some comments uh, the other day that seemed to, might be a little unsettling to Packers fans. Yeah. Now, well, as uh, owners, as, you know, as Packers owner, owners. At this particular point to discuss any of the ongoing uh, assessments <laughs> that are going on in the closed doors. Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm just going to one of the meetings now. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to hearing what the Board of Governors uh, have to say on that uh. one shortly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not the Board of Governors. We're just the damn owners. For crying <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Appreciate it, as always, Bonesy. We'll chat again okay, soon. Thanks. All right. There he goes. Joe Bowen, voice of the Maple Leafs, an absolute legend in the yep. city and uh, minority owner of the Green Bay Packers.